What you're about to hear is an R-rated sermon. R-rated means bloodshed, violence, and nudity. The R-rating will refer to so much more, but we begin with bloodshed, violence, and nudity. Tonight we walk to Golgotha. As you heard before, Aramaic for the place of the skull. Golgotha was a place where Roman soldiers systematically maimed and mauled people. Then they threw them away. How so? Well, Golgotha was not only a public place for execution, Golgotha was also Jerusalem's city dump. Christ's crucifixion at Golgotha was an act of utter brutality and barbarism. Rome famously called it, in Latin, Morris Terpissima Crucis, meaning the utterly vile death of the cross. At this particular crucis, violence, bloodshed, and nudity were at maximum levels. A scourge, some thorns, a hammer, and nails. By anyone's calculation, add another R-rated factor, indecent exposure. Jesus is first stripped before Herod Antipas and his soldiers. He's stripped again at the command of Pilate at his court steps and stripped naked once more at the cross when the soldiers divide his garments by casting lots. When Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Luke says he sweat blood. And this can happen when people have psychological stress that is off the charts. It makes one's skin extremely sensitive to the touch. After experiencing this, Christ's skin was extremely fragile and sensitive. So when the Romans flogged him the next day, the pain must have been unbearable. The lacerations tore into his underlying skeletal muscles and producing ribbons of bleeding flesh. Roman soldiers used a whip of braided leather thongs with spikes woven into them. They called it the flagrum. When the flagrum would strike the flesh, spikes would cause deep bruises and lacerations. The whipping would have gone all the way from the shoulders down to the back, all the way down to the back of the legs. These Romans had crucifixion down to a science. Historians tell us that between Pompey's defeat of the Jews in 69 B.C. and the destruction of the Second Temple in 70 A.D., Rome crucified some 350,000 Jews. Historians also tell us that most crucifixion victims lasted about 72 hours on the cross. Christ lasted six. They almost killed him with whips at Pilate's jail. At Golgotha, the Romans threw Jesus onto the wood beams, then drove tapered spikes through his wrists and feet. Now, you've seen pictures of these spikes. Now, these aren't the smooth, sharp, thin nails you buy at Home Depot today. These were those gnarly, rusty, blunt-tipped spikes cut from pot metal. If the nails had been driven through his palms, his weight would have caused his skin to tear and Jesus would have fallen off the cross. So the nails went through his wrists, which, meant, which means that they went through the nerve going out of the hand. 
it was crushed by the pounding nail. And when Christ's feet were nailed, those nerves were also crushed. The Savior's arms were stretched out six inches upward, intentionally dislocating his shoulders. This is, what, this is how they did it. The stress of Christ's diaphragm then forced his chest into an inhaling position. So in order to exhale, he had to push up using his feet to relieve the pressure on his diaphragm and temporarily exhale. In doing so, the nails tore even more through his feet. For six hours, this breathing motion continued. Christ scraping his shredded back against the coarse wood until he became completely exhausted and unable to push up and breathe. As Jesus slowed down his breathing, he went into respiratory failure, most likely leading to, a, to, an, to an irregular heartbeat. In fact, with his heart beating erratically, Jesus knew that his death was near. This is why he said, Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. R rated, to be sure. Bloodshed, violence, and nudity. But these R-rated events lead to R-rated gifts. On Good Friday, R-rated events lead to R-rated gospel gifts for us. How so? Redeemed. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew is using Roman time here. The Roman trial with Pontius Pilate began at 6 a.m. It took the Romans three hours to prepare Jesus for crucifixion, so he was nailed to a cross at 9 a.m. on the third hour of the day. The sixth hour is noon, and the ninth hour is 3 p.m. The three hours of darkness was not a solar eclipse, as some suggest, as if that's the only way there can be darkness during daylight. The darkness showed the Father's judgment against Jesus because the Savior was carrying the sin of the whole world. Christ hung in the darkness. We walk in the light. Christ was cursed. We are blessed. Christ was forsaken, we will never be. Christ died, we live. Christ was bound, we are free. There's a word for all of this, redeemed. Bloodshed, violence, and nudity also means we are reconciled. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. Josephus, a first century Jewish historian, tells us that this inner curtain was 55 cubits high, or the height of a seven-story building. Must have been massive. Top to bottom, tearing indicates that this was God's doing. God no longer needs the temple and its sacrifices. It means we are reconciled with the Father. We don't achieve this gift. We receive this gift. It is Christ's gospel gift to us. 
we are completely reconciled and at peace with our Heavenly Father. God has opened the door to eternal forgiveness. Bloodshed, violence, and nudity. It means we are redeemed. We are reconciled. We are renewed. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. Do you want to be renewed? Come alive? Live again? Then right now, stand at the foot of the cross and confess with the centurion and those with him, Truly, this was the Son of God. Trusting Jesus, captivated, beholden to Him, there is a word for that too, renewed. And we are resurrected. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after His resurrection, they went into the, the, to the holy city and appeared to many. Imagine that. Christ's power over death couldn't wait for Easter. Already on Good Friday, there is resurrection. The death of Jesus is the death of death. The day is coming when the Savior returns and we too will be resurrected. On that day, we will stand before the throne washed white in the blood of the Lamb with all our shame and guilt covered in His love. There's a word for that. Resurrected. R-rated, to be sure. Bloodshed, violence, and nudity. It was all so that you and I can know, know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are redeemed, reconciled, renewed, and resurrection is coming. What kind of love is this? Well, one more R word. This love is radical. Not radical as in out of control, but an older use of the word which comes from the Latin radix, which means the root, the core, the center. The Good Friday giver and his gifts are radical. They are the root, the core of our salvation, hope, and eternal life. Nothing, my friends, will ever be more important. On this Good Friday, these R-rated events and gifts are yours, straight from God's heart of love for you. Amen.